how has this affected your personal life, uh, relationships, family, friends, things like that? How has it altered, augmented? What has it done and shifted in that area? In the mindset, man, the principle that's shifted, and I can see it immediately is, you know how, James, most people think life is short? Yeah. So that's because they they don't have a reminder that's constant enough that it's actually urgent. Yeah. So every move you make, right? Every day, every hour. Every but- interview, every yeah. person I choose, it's it's all urgent. And so, you know, I've I've realized that most people, they're not in that place right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the truth. They're not living and having to make decisions urgently the way I am. So my intensity for some people is too intense. And I've accepted that and realized that um, there's nothing wrong with that because if they were in my shoes, they would they would have that too. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Another fine day and another fine episode on podcasting your global career. Do me a favor and send this show to someone who may need it. Because when you hear the story I'm going to present today, you're not going to believe this. Uh, This man has suffered 12 cardiac arrests in the space of about two years, two and a half years. And he's he's the real Tony Stark. He's an unbelievable man who is an award-winning copywriter. He's uh, documenting his comeback after 12 cardiac arrests and doing it in real time. And at the same time, he's helping entrepreneurs and other people in business. He's from the greater Seattle area, and his name is Kevin Marcus Miller. So let's take a ride today. What do you say? Strap up your seatbelts and let's go out to the great Northwest and hang out with Kevin and find out how does he do this. Why don't we start with um, with your story and tell everybody, um, and we have uh, Kevin Miller with us today on Podcasting Your Global Career. And Kevin, why don't you start with uh, telling us your story and a little bit about yourself? Of course. Hey, thanks, James, for having me, man. It's always a pleasure to meet a fellow podcaster. Here, here. Of course. My story is, um, the way I like to describe it is it's... You know how like when you interview a lot of people, you, you know, you hear some of the common themes and and um, some stories that are similar in the business space, um, entrepreneurs. And I found out the hard way that sometimes your story is unique, actually, and in and, and a kind of a, I like to call it like a beautiful, um, beautiful pain kind of way. So I, I kind of look at my life story as one of those those stories you would read in a book and you kind of wouldn't believe it would happen to you. Um, I'm a 12 time sudden cardiac arrest survivor for people that don't know what that means. That means that any um, illness that you've, you know, learned about or had a family member, whether that's cancer, um, heart attack, stroke, those all lead to cardiac arrest. Once you have a cardiac arrest, what your heart completely stops, your body is uh, not working and you are, um, 
in order to continue to live, you have to be resuscitated. So I've been resuscitated 12 times. Wow. When I say that, it, it really just doesn't feel like that happened to me. It just kind of, it, it, the gravity of it's very heavy. Um, so I'll do my best to kind of explain the story, but um, trigger warning for some people listening. It is, it is kind of one of those. Um, my, my first cardiac arrest was in 2019. I was actually playing basketball, um, working a corporate job thinking, you know, doing all the things 25, wanting to grow up the corporate ladder in marketing. I was actually at Microsoft at the time and I decided, Hey, I, I you know, I'm stressed out. <laughs> so I need to go play some basketball. So I'm playing, coming up the court, not even three minutes in the game, James. And uh, I don't remember any of this because it was actually told to me the story, but I uh, passed out. I was in an induced coma for about three days. And um, basically, this was my new normal. This is this is going to be how you know, my regular life was going to be was that I was not going to have a, a working heart. And um, that was very frustrating. Good very Lord. Frustrating. Wow. I don't even know what to say. I mean, um, you know, my first thought was don't have one here because I can't get to you. Man. <laughs> I'm over here. I can't help you. You know, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So the beautiful <laughs> thing is I have, help this, you, but... I have this device now in my body. It's called a um, subcutaneous defibrillator. So it's an advanced technology, um, pretty new. It's like last 30 years. And so it's able to keep survivors like me alive. Um, some of the, some of the survivors I know of have lasted 30 years, 40 years. Wow. It's, so now how incredible. does that, how does that activate Kevin? Is it, is mm -hmm. it, it totally by itself? It recognizes That's that your correct. heart. Oh, okay. Stop. Yeah. So, so it shocks a, you. There's a lead. Yep. There's a lead on your heart here. And then there's a full, you know, on the left side of my body here, it's a huge, you know, probably the size of this cup. Wow. And it'll detect what's going on with your heart if you're in a dangerous rhythm and it will give you basically the equivalent of an AD machine shock. Wow. So let me ask you a question. How many, so since yeah. you had this like very recently, so how many times has this happened to you? You said it's 12 mm -hmm. times. Yeah. So is that how, how many times in a year ha mm -hmm. has this like happened to you? So 2019 was the very first time um, oh. and I was playing basketball and then they put the device in. Right. Right. Then I had another one uh, about 11 months later. And um, that was like my first real shock. Doctors told me to go play basketball again and I was playing ball <laughs> and then that happened. And then um, I had probably three or four more incidences like it. And the most recent one right now we're recording it's 2023 the most recent one was about five weeks ago wow so mm -hmm. so there's no there's no warning there's no way to tell if it's coming on it just comes like whenever that's correct it just and comes they, whenever and they were able to diagnose this and recognize that this is an illness that other people have had and it's it's something like well known that's correct and, right. and the problem though is they don't have the they don't have a cure. Some of the other ones there is, you know, more they can do. But for this type of ventricular tachycardia, there's not a, hey, you're just going to take this medicine. It's not going to happen. I've already gone through uh, several emergency surgeries and they actually were unsuccessful. Um, and so 
where I'm at right now, just full transparency is I, I would say if you were going to ask anybody who's mastered the art of the, of the comeback, who, who could you really learn from that skill um, in real time, not from a perspective of it, it used to happen to me, but this is my real life and it will be for, you know, the foreseeable future. That's where I feel like I shine and I give value to people is, is just by me choosing not to quit. Yeah. That's enough to inspire uh, people at a really deep level. I've, I've noticed. Can you say the name of, of the, the condition again? Ventricular tachycardia, VTAC. VTAC. So it's a, it's a, um, it's when your heart basically has an irregular heart pattern, but a very particular type that's, that's very difficult to, um, to treat. Wow. Well, so, so tell me about the aftershock when you realized that you had this. Yeah. What was going through your mind? (laughs) This has been like crazy, man. I went out to play Uh, basketball and look at this. Man, I, I think, um, we have these words for things we describe like anger. There's not even a word in the, in the dictionary. It's beyond that. It's like, if there is a level of depression, like beyond depressed, that, that that's where I was at. So yeah, because it's so invasive, you know, so invasive, it's your heart. It's like, you, you can't, you can't even like James, you can't even like explain it to people without them feeling sorry for you, but also you feeling almost pity for yourself to a level where even if you keep going, you start to, you start to have these really deep, dark dialogues in your head that you have to fight every day. Yeah. Right. And that's where it gets interesting. And, you know, I wasn't able to actually go back to my corporate job because of this condition. And I was actually too ashamed to tell my employer at the time because I didn't want them to think I couldn't do the job. So I just went back and didn't tell them. And then I eventually just, I couldn't, I couldn't handle anymore too much PTSD. So I couldn't go back in and I just, um, grew my own business because out of necessity, not out of choice. So, so before we get to your business, tell me about the PTSD and how mm-hmm. you have coped with yep. this condition. And it's, it's, it's not just the physical, I mean, the emotional yeah. of this has got to be like off the charts. Absolutely. So I've, I found great solace and, you know, actually TikTok. surprisingly, there's people on there that have these accounts who have conditions worse than me. And uh, when I see those videos, I'm, I'm actually uplifted because my wife always says this, this saying to me, she says, you're my Lieutenant and we love our life. Wow. That saying just hits because I can still see that my life is better than somebody whose life, you know, they're bedridden 100%. They can't, um, you know, their PTSD episodes, there's variants of PTSD, right? And mine's pretty high, but I've seen people where their PTSD is so high, you know, they'll be uh, frozen for 10 hours. Wow. You know, so mine, mine is kind of like, you know, I might freeze for an hour and not talk to anybody, you know, cause I'm frozen, but yeah. When I've you say, people. when you mm-hmm. say you're frozen, is it something mm-hmm. you can pull yourself out of, or do you mm-hmm. just have to wait for, got to wait it out, got to wait it out so, or medicine. Yeah. Or medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the medicine is, now is very good. Very, you know, if anybody's listening and they're going through this, you know, military, especially my veterans, um, don't be ashamed, man. 
when people build like James, when people build homes, they use tools. Yeah. Right. This is one of those battles that you can't win without tools. Yeah. When you say you're veterans, were you in the service? I wasn't. My grandfather was, but I, oh, I relate. Okay. Yeah, I relate uh, quite a bit to those folks, and they give me inspiration because we share that PTSD. We share that 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 warrior spirit of not not giving up. And so, um, anybody listening that is a veteran, I, I truly understand what what you're going through in terms of the PTSD, and and I respect it. You know. Yeah, yeah. To your point about um, you know, finding people, you know. They have it worse than you in some case. Right. You know? And I always I remember this story. This woman put this up on Facebook, this little video, and she had her child. And the child had no arms and no legs. Wow. And and, it, and she's, she's bringing him to the slide. And he climbs up the mm. ladder on, and throws himself down the slide. And he's, wow. the two of them are laughing. And I'm like, this is such a lesson in, mm. you know, you, you feel like you never have permission to even be in a bad mood again ever <laughs> because of the inspiration. This little kid was like full of joy and his mother taught him that, you know? So, so I know what you're saying when you go and you, uh, you have to look for something yeah. to, to help you, to lift you up, to say, I want to feel whole again, man. I want to feel like, you know, who I really am and make my contribution. Right. Let's talk about how this changed life for you, Kevin, as far as business and being a podcaster. Right, right. In high school and um, college, I actually was a television anchor for the school. Um, yeah, you got a great voice, man. Great person. Thank you. Camera. Yeah, you got <laughs> going on, man. Thanks, champ. I appreciate yeah. that. So I realized like, oh, okay. Um, all this marketing kind of stuff. If you change out the word marketing for influencing, it all makes sense. Yes. Oh, what we're doing is we're influencing people, whether that's a product, you know, cup, whatever it is, your personal yeah. brand, we're influencing people and, and having a podcast and also having, I have a LinkedIn marketing firm. It is a great way for me to operate with the PTSD at a very high level. Right. Because what I'm doing is I'm influencing people in a positive light to put their best foot forward online. Right. So you get a great sense of gratitude from that, I bet. And that's what fuels exactly. you. Exactly. And yeah. without that, then there isn't enough. You know, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing if I was an accountant. It's just not enough. Yeah. Yeah. You right? need not- that you need that spiritual juice. Yes. You know, because you feel like you feel like you made a difference in somebody's life at the end of the day. And that is everything. Man. Crazy story, man. My first speaking engagement was was um to this day, most fulfilling anything business I've ever done. It was paid speaking engagement and 5,000 high school kids, man. And it was here in Washington state on zoom. And if you saw the things that I saw on that zoom chat and that YouTube chat, people, man, kids so depressed, they want to take their life, all kinds of stuff. And people, yeah, man, this, what you're saying, I, I, I feel you, man. I, man, can I talk to you, man? I'm having a hard, right? Yeah. That juice right there, man. It's so encouraging because people think, oh, I'm doing them a favor. No, they're doing me a favor. Yeah. (laughs) Those kids are doing me a favor, helping me get through another day. Yeah. It's amazing when you, when you have that, 
fuel. You know, um, I put out a book uh, about two years ago, Seven Steps to Mental Freedom. It was written mm. really fast so that kids who were suffering from depression could get something. So I went on to Facebook to market it. And I went to some of these depression groups and man, I got a, a face full of, I can't believe the suffering that is going on. People wanting to end their lives and suicide. Right. Just, it was endless and it inspired me to be a coach. Just Oh, that's awesome. Because that's what it took. I said, I'm not here to market my book. I can't do that. I got to get out there and help somebody in <laughs> a bigger way than I've been doing, you know? So uh, you never that's know great. where God's going to lead you and say, I got plans for you to do something else than, than you even thought was possible. Mm. So how has this affected your personal life, uh, relationships, family, friends, things like that? How has it altered, augmented? What has it done and shifted in that area? In the mindset, man, the principle that's shifted, and I can see it immediately is, you know how, James, most people think life is short? Yeah. So that's because they, they don't have a reminder that's constant enough that it's actually urgent. Yeah. So every move you make, right? Every day, every hours every interview every yeah. person i choose it's it's all urgent and so you know i've i've realized that most people they're not in that place right now and that's nothing wrong with that it's just the truth they're not living and having to make decisions urgently the way i am so my intensity for some people is too intense and i've accepted that and realized that um there's nothing wrong with that because if they were in my shoes they would they would have that too yeah um, and you're a podcaster now too. Yep. And so that's helped with, you know, marketing and getting my brand out there. And, and also main, mainly though, honestly, man, just it's, it's given me a, a sense of fulfillment to the community. So I feel like a, like some, you know, people can go to me for connection or, Hey, can you introduce me to this person that was on your podcast? It gives me a great sense of fulfillment and pride and, and, uh, belonging that I need. Yeah. What's the name of your podcast? My podcast is Agency Talk Podcast. And um, we're also going to start Setbacks to Comebacks podcast. So we're going to take snippets about people's setbacks to comeback stories and uh, do an audio version just so folks can get that nugget piece. And then yeah. typically I interview marketing professionals on the Agency Talk. Um, so that's that's why I want to have them both. So then there's people who just want the the personal development side and then some people that want the personal development and the marketing. So was the podcast journey a surprise to you? Mm. Um, I wouldn't say it was a surprise. I would say it because of the PTSD, it was harder than I, it was difficult. And I, I um, started one in the beginning and it didn't go so well. And cause I was in and out of the hospital too much. Right. Right. And so I was discouraged and didn't want to do it again. And then I realized that my personal brand is, you know, I have a Facebook group with 50,000 people in it now. Wow. And at that point, you, you kind of can't not do one. Yeah. Honestly, because yeah. it, it's too big. Like, that's too many people not to be hearing from you, you know? Right. So um, a friend of mine gave me that encouragement I needed to just say, hey, you know, drop every two weeks keep your schedule as you can and people are going to rock with it and they're going to realize how much you're sacrificing to do it. And if it, if it doesn't work out or you can't continue it, don't beat yourself up about it, man. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, 
the relationships are are really um, to be treasured in most cases. You know, yeah. uh, you, when you get to spend an hour of quality time with somebody, you know, it's almost like a friendship develops, and it's just a, a really there's some glue there. You know, yeah. it, it sticks. So that's the one thing I love about it, and it must be good because you're starting another one. <laughs> yeah, it's working right now. It's working. It's a great yeah. marketing machine, and it's also a great. Uh, people are actually learning and and people are hitting me up every week. Hey, man, I tried this thing that you were talking about. And when you interviewed so-and-so, it was great. And that's 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 what it's about. Yeah. The beauty of it, too, is if, you know, you're not like beholding to somebody like you signed a contract as an as, as a performer somewhere and you say, well, you know, something came up. Life comes along and right. you want to take a month off. You know, the podcast is still going to be there. The show is going to be there. Your audience will pick right up again, or they'll go and binge on older episodes that they didn't get a chance to listen to. So I think it has a lot of uh, different values. So now basketball, is is it out completely for you, or can you pl- can you still play? Yeah, so I don't exercise at all, actually. So that's a, one of the sacrifices that was really difficult. I yeah. used to actually be an athlete. So um, my mom was a collegiate gym, gymnast and my father played um college football so oh, man very much a sports family and, and it, it was hard yeah, yeah. and it was hard it was like okay well might you know one day coach or you know things like that but yeah i haven't played basketball since my last cardiac arrest and um my goal is to my goal man honestly is I want to be able to play one-on-one with my, my future son when I have a kid. Right. That's my, that, that's going to be enough for me. What do you think about, have you talked to, I'm sure you've, you've mm-hmm. contemplated this about the, the advance of medicine is yeah. moving so quickly that there's got to be hope for, for something with this, with you, yes. uh, something out there. I, I just know it's going to something's going to happen. I mean, AI is going to figure something out, or they're going to get some research. Right? Have you been in touch with people that? Yeah, know? I have. And yeah. so, how are they feeling about it? Yeah, they're thinking the window is probably a ten to twenty year window for the advancement to be strong enough. Um, heart transplants off the table as of now, um, and that's very risky for someone as young as me. Yeah. Um, I think what will happen is, man, I'll I'll probably have to turn into Iron Man. <laughs> All right, look out, Tony. Iron Kev, Tony, Tony Stark, right? <laughs> Tony Stark's gonna be jealous, man. I'm, listen, I'm calling this thing in three years. I'm not going for the five to ten year thing. I, it's gonna be less than Appreciate three. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's My gonna. Man. Be, I'll be praying for you, brother, because thank you. The power is in the prayer, and I'm telling you, uh, you're, you're something special. So thank tell you. me, tell me, what do you do, Kevin, for uh, enjoyment time. And mm. I, it's a crazy question because, but you got to have something you can go to what's going to the well for you that, that gives you some joy. Yeah. So for me, man, um, I actually just got married about two weeks ago. So Congratulations. <laughs> that's awesome. Wait, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, Bernice. So I made it across that aisle, man. I was crying like a, <laughs> wow. wow. It was beautiful, man. Cause yeah. You know, a couple of weeks prior to that, I was in the hospital, so we weren't sure how if we were going to have to cancel the wedding. So, yeah, it, it was such a great man. It was such a great win. That great is victory. that's amazing, man. Uh, she yeah. uh, well, you both probably, but uh, she got herself uh, one good man. I'm Thank telling you. you. 
That's awesome. Thank yeah. You. So did you get a chance to honeymoon yet or? Mini honeymoon. We went on a mini yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll definitely, uh, when the doctors clear us to travel, we'll hit, we'll hit a extended one in Mexico. Oh, nice. Mexico is really great. Have you been there? Mexico? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's great. They treat you so good. I mean, I've been three or four times. I always had a blast. Always had a good time. You know, I don't believe all these movies with, with you. See <laughs> don't believe it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. So, you know, yeah. I'll, you know, spend time with a wife and, um, one of the, you know, we, we used to do bike riding when I could, um, we haven't done that in a while, but we'll be, you know, I'll be hoping to be able to do that again. And then, yeah. um, songwriting, that's my big, uh, therapy and, and, um, passion. I've been doing songwriting for about 15 years. Oh, wow. We didn't even get a chance to, to get into that. Um, but as we're winding down best place Kevin, mm -hmm. uh, for people to reach out to you and we will put all of your links in the show notes, but what's your favorite for people to reach you? Sure thing. I think LinkedIn is probably the the best way because you can kind of um, anybody can connect there depending on, you know, whether you're a social media person or not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is Kevin Marcus Miller. You can just Google me and all my links will pop right up. OK, awesome. Yeah. In, in parting, um, what would you say to those out there struggling with mm -hmm. either emotional issues, physical issues, mm -hmm. um, things that are so beyond their control. Yeah. And, and you can speak to this probably better than most people. What kind of hope can you give them? What would you say to them to get them to hang on and to, to try to focus towards the positive in their future? Mm, great question, man. I would say put hope back on your playlist. Sometimes we take it off our playlist because circumstances and that's okay if you can remind yourself every hour to put it back on the playlist remember playlists repeat themselves so you're gonna have to have people in your playlist to help you so your, your wife your family they're gonna have to remind you because sometimes you're not gonna have enough strength to put it back on the playlist but put it back on the playlist keep it in your rotation um your greatest setback that you're having right now is going to be the fuel that you need for your greatest comeback. So awesome. keep going. You got this. Yeah, that is awesome. Kevin, thank you so much for being a part of podcasting your global career. Really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story. And I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, Bernice, Thank you. And your bike riding, your trip to Mexico, your career moving forward and everything good for you, brother. I will be praying for you. Thank you. Thank you, James. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic, and you can take a little chance with me, and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind